This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Yeah, Aaron and I would like to have a word with Damar about his daughter attending the game tonight. Please. Is it too late to get her on a jet? Come on, United. Fly well, her out keep, to Miami. They keep saying that she's not scheduled to appear, but I'm seeing video from Miami. I guess they have put caution tape across a couple of courtside seats, and they have their mascot holding up a sign that says no screaming. So That's, even if even if she's there, I think they're going to try to keep her away from her key role in leading the Bulls to a victory over the seriously. Raptors in a play-in game on right. Tuesday night. Distraction during free throws. It's, sometimes it only takes one woman, you know? Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM channel. ADN on your smart speaker, Shay Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer here filling in for the guys. The phone number is 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN, because last day of the play-in, last night of the play-in, this evening, we've got two games for you, and then we are off and running with the actual playoffs starting tomorrow. So a lot of teams have gotten some rest, they're ready to go, some great series ahead of us, but we're going to zoom in a little bit on the Western Conference right now, Aaron, because we ramp up tomorrow, and the question I want to ask you is who do you like coming out of the West? And and don't overthink it. Like gut, like my gut reaction, Suns, done. Who do you have? Warriors. Warriors, done, which is uh, un- Until the clock hits zero on their, I'm not going to believe that really, that they're not still the championship dynasty that they've been for the last decade. Um, and, I, and I think it is a weird conference because it feels, doesn't it feel to you like the four, five, and six teams are better Suns, than, Clipper, are better than yes. the one, two, and yep. what is the deal with that? It's funny you say that because we get rundowns, peek behind the curtain, we don't just do this on the fly. Um, we, have, we get rundowns and when I saw this, Stasha's question, our producer, I'm like, who do I have coming out of the West? And I, before I looked at the seating, because, you know, you I'm like, who am I forgetting? I, I yeah. said Suns. Right. And yeah, like, I don't know what it is about the Nuggets, though. It's just, it's it's hard. They're the Minnesota Vikings of the NBA. Right? It's just, they, it, there's, there's great always regular season. something. But, but here, maybe we're being unfair. Shay, I we grew are. up in Denver. I, and I, I The Nuggets are my first sports love. And they made the conference finals in the bubble. You know, that was a good run. And then the last two years, they've lost to the eventual conference champion in the West. The Suns were a better team than them two years ago. And the Warriors were a much better team than them last year because of all the injuries that they had. So I'm not sure they should be totally and completely discounted. But until I see them play more consistently in the playoffs, I mean, I'm going to take the team with Steph and the team with KD over them. And it looks like Jokic has survived a war every time he's out there on the floor. Like, he's doing the absolute most. I mean, he has over 2,200 minutes in six straight seasons. Like, he, he literally, he's literally put this team on his back. But it, yeah. it's it, for some reason, I can't buy in. Although, you you made the comparison. I never bought into the Minnesota Vikings this year either. I didn't care. After I saw what happened was that week three, week two against the Eagles, I'm like, no. <laughs> and also with a Kirk Look, Cousins. Anyways, it's Kirk not- Cousins. It's Kirk yeah. Cousins. Like, you could do – you could come back from 33 down. You could have a magical win over the Bills. Like, no one's going to take you seriously. I, I have a friend who I'll keep – again, this is a humble brag – who I'll keep his name uh, out of the mix. But he's a borderline baseball Hall of Fame player, and he loves the Vikings. And he kept complaining to me, you're not giving them enough love. You're not giving them enough love. So I said, true. you can't take them seriously. They went and lost to Daniel Jones at home in the playoffs. And I'm worried that – I think the Nuggets will get through the first round. But I think when they play the Suns, it's like, what are their answers for mm-hmm. KD and Booker? Like, Jokic is a great player, but – that is a lot of firepower for them to try to combat. Yeah. Look, 
it, for some reason, I don't know, they have just one five or more game win streak since Christmas. Like, there's something about this team that doesn't have, like, the it factor. Like, they don't yeah. have They've been win bad streaks. And they the don't All-Star have break. star it, power. Totally. Yeah, they're just, yeah. there's, I don't know about the Nuggets. Anyways, the point you're making, we just hammered home. Yes, that, like, four through seven range just seems more appealing than the one through three for whatever reason coming out of the West. Tim Bontemps uh, does such a great job for us here at ESPN. And he took a li- look at the Lakers-Grizzlies series and kind of gave us a little preview. Let's listen to Tim Bontemps. For the Lakers to beat the Grizzlies and advance in the Western Conference playoffs, two things need to happen. Anthony Davis needs to be the dominant player on the court, and the Lakers need to continue their season-long trend of parading to the foul line. As for Memphis, winning this series comes down to one thing, discipline. If the Grizzlies are disciplined at both ends of the court, they should be the ones advancing and sending LeBron James home for the summer. Now, thanks, Tim, for that. I agree with everything he's saying. I'm going to ask you this, Aaron, honestly. If everything that happened with the Grizzlies didn't happen this year, and you know yeah. what I'm talking about, obviously, with Ja. With ja and bringing yeah. him, if that never happened, don't you think we would look at the Grizzlies different? That put a hard sure. stop to me, for me, a hard yeah. stop into yeah. taking this team as seriously as we would have before then. And maybe that's unfair, but I did, the momentum was going. This team was playing at a high clip, and, hey, they didn't play horribly without jaw but there's just something that screams they're too young they're not ready they're not healthy uh, well, the Stephen adams healthy. injury i think is it's is huge. a big deal right and i think you know you can talk about jaw a lot and, and i agree uh, shay with what you're saying but i actually think the key player for them in this series is the likely defensive player of the year in the nba jaron jackson jr triple j because he also leads the NBA in like fouls per minute or whatever that's st- that he leads Why the league in that? blocks, but <laughs> he also fouls per he fouls a lot. I just uh, <laughs> I listened to too many basketball podcasts and in one of them they were breaking down how many fouls this dude has <laughs> fouls per he, minute. I, he I really agree. is. He's their guy to try to slow down AD. It's funny. LeBron and Ja are the two guys that are going to be on your little sports center graphic that come up, you know, when you when you tease the game, you know, and you're like, oh, game three is coming up with the Grizzlies. Of the-. Watch it on ESPN and ABC. OK, but really the two key players in this series, Davis is really the key. Davis has to be the best player for the Lakers, not LeBron. <laughs> and then I think that Jaron Jackson staying out of foul trouble is a major key for the Grizzlies to be able to overcome. And by the way, I think they should. Um, and I think our network, I love ESPN. I love the Walt Disney Company. But boy, do we talk about the Lakers too much. And boy, do I think that they should be. And they are the underdogs in this series. So let's just remind everybody of that, please. And it's so funny you say that because I was looking, obviously, I was doing a little research for the show. And everyone, uh, the surprise out of the West could be the Lakers. I'm like, wait, the same Lakers that we dogged being the biggest disappointment ever last year? The same Lakers all season long we've talked about how inconsistent and talk about not being able to stay healthy and on the same yeah, page. Right. Oh, those same Lakers, that's what we're talking about? Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, well, it feels like Perk, Kendrick Perkins is on that same train in terms of picking the Lakers over the Grizzlies. He says the Grizzlies aren't going to have any answers for King James. Let's hear Perk. He might average 35 in this series. They just don't have the size, the strength to stop a LeBron James. And this LeBron James is not going to be hanging out on the perimeter. This LeBron James is going to be playing daddy ball on the low block. So when you change the pace of the game and you look at what the Lakers did added, when you look at how Austin Reeves has been balling, 
When you look at what D'Angelo uh, Russell is capable of doing, he's the guy that could light you up for 20. We just saw what Dennis Schroeder did uh, in the Timberwolves game. How he was the spark for him. I don't see why picking the Lakers in this series is so far off. Well, I think he just went against everything you just had, Aaron. But nonetheless, yes. Uh, what does Bron- he know? He's only <laughs> what a is- champion and played in the league. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker, Shea Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer here with you. Yes, NBA playoffs off and running tomorrow. We've got two final playing games going on tonight right here on ESPN Radio. Tune into the play in action as the Heat hosts the Bulls, followed by the Thunder at the Timberwolves, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 6.30 Eastern on most ESPN and radio stations and on Sirius XM channel 80. Can't wait for that. We'll dive further into those games in just a little bit. In the meantime, the Mavericks, the Mavericks, the Mavericks have been, uh, I don't know the exact word to call them, but uh, a little bit of the butt of the joke the last couple of weeks. An embarrassment. An embarrassment. I didn't want to be harsh. I know how close you are to that franchise. I didn't want to be like rude about it, but here we are. Uh, The Mavericks now officially have been punished for the way their last game was handled. And for good reason, right? Their organization has been fined $750,000 for conduct detrimental to the league in an elimination game against the Bulls back on April 7th. We remember they sat their starting five and then some. They violated the league's player resting policy and demonstrated through actions and public statements the organization's desire to lose the game in order to improve the chances of keeping their first round pick in the upcoming draft. The league did not find that the players who participated in the game were playing to win, also very obvious. And then here, this is the quote, the Dallas Mavericks decision to restrict key players from fully participating in an elimination game last Friday against Chicago undermined the integrity of our sport. Um, the Mavericks actions failed our fans and our league. Now, Aaron, I'll let you go off on this because you're much closer to this than I am. From my perspective where I sit, this was obvious this was coming down the pipeline. $750,000 feels laughable to me for an NBA organization, but nonetheless, I don't know how large of a message you want to send when it is this blatant, when your head coach is basically saying this is exactly what we did. What I know is I, what I feel as a, as a fan or someone who likes the sport, when you have that kind of roster uh, when you have Luka Doncic on your roster, yeah. there's no reason to feel like you don't have a, a, a you know a leg to stand on come playoff time. And so it was disappointing. I yeah. understand the security, but it was disappointing. I'll let you take it from there. So I did some math, and I don't mean to reveal my net worth on the show today, but I will tell you that, you know, I do okay. I have some endorsements, you know, with local window and jewelry companies in <laughs> Cleveland and you know, I, I'm not I wouldn't say I'm rich, but like I know where my next meal is coming from. Uh, I found out what Mark Cuban's net worth is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to him. And obviously he's a billionaire many times over mm-hmm. is fifty dollars to me. Okay. Okay. Now, if you told me you were finding me 50 bucks for something, I wouldn't be happy I mean, I wouldn't celebrate. I wouldn't throw a party. But it, it could ensure you have benefits down the line. To keep that in mind. So yes. would you then throw a party? Well, they only throw- if I was buying something for my $50, I mean, I wouldn't lose sleep over $50. And I'm not sure everybody listening feels that way. But I would say even the vast majority of Americans who aren't as fortunate as I am, but also aren't rich, like 50 bucks is... 
it's a significant amount of money in a certain context, right. but it's not enough money to really affect any future decisions that I'm making. Now, I know 750000 750000 He could have used that money to invest in a cookie company on Shark Tank or something. But $50 to me, I mean, I'm not losing sleep over $50, and I'm sure the seven hundred fifty grand to him is no deterrent whatsoever. I think it is embarrassing for the league, but do I think the league cares? No. Shay, if they wanted to punish the Mavericks, they would have taken draft picks away from them, yes. and that would have sent a serious message. This is another example of Adam Silver just not being – David Stern, just not being that level of disciplinarian, whether it comes to the players or the teams. All right. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. I wanted to ask further about the roster and why it was constructed that way if you just had this plan the whole time. But nonetheless, we'll get into that a little bit later because we've got games to get to that are actually happening tonight. And so let's focus in on that. Bulls Heat coming your way on ESPN Radio at 630 Eastern. And Corey Alexander is joining us here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio to discuss the upcoming matchup. Corey, what's going on, buddy? Shea Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer here with you filling in for the guys. Let's talk about the matchup at hand. And let's start with my Bulls. They pull off the upset that 10 seed is moving on, and now they have to face a familiar foe in the Miami Heat, a team they swept the entire regular season. I'm just going to ask you point blank, what are the chances this 10 seed clips off an eight or finds their way to an eight seed in these playoffs? To be honest, I say I think the chances are pretty good. If you look back at the series this season, Chicago is 3-0 and versus Miami. And again, when you think about the makeup of these two teams, well, Chicago's been one of the best defensive teams in the NBA since January 1st. And, of course, defense travels. That's the way that they were able to win in Toronto, especially second half when they just locked in defensively and Zach Levine went crazy. So there's a great chance that we will see the first 10th seed to come out of the play-in tournament and make it into the playoffs. But going to be difficult, of course, here to knock off the Miami Heat at home. Corey, what's the latest with DeRozan's daughter? We heard United was willing to fly her in and that there may be some courtside seat. I, I need a latest update on this key factor heading into this game. Aaron, that's what I would ask you. I don't keep up with that. That's not my, that's my, not my lane. I'm concerned about what happens on the court. I know that she, of course, was extremely integral in the free throw shooting for the Raptors, <laughs> but you would have to tell me what's the latest because I don't know. That's, that's not something that, that – uh, that I keep up with. Okay. Well, good. Lucky for you, Corey, we are keeping up. We know that she's not going. She has to stay back for school. So lucky for you. We've got you covered here. Corey Alexander joining us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio. Shea Cornett, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for the guys. Let's go to the heat side of things now. Okay. The heat look completely discombobulated uh, in their play in game. Totally half asleep. Uh, How can they turn things around and figure things out today against a bulls team that has different kind of momentum coming to their home court? Well, if you watch that game on you know, Tuesday night when they played against the Hawks, I've never seen Jimmy Butler miss that many layups and, and not finish around the basket. And again, I would never accuse any Eric Spolstra slash Pat Riley team of not wanting to win a game. But when you look at that, I don't think the players' focus was necessarily on winning that game in particular. I don't know if it was because they really didn't want to see the Boston Celtics again in the playoffs and they wanted to have the matchup versus Milwaukee. But that Miami team that I watched didn't play with the same level of intensity, the same level of, you know, Miami Heat culture basketball. 
that we've seen for so long under the direction of Pat Riley in the last 15 years under Eric Spolstra. So I think we will see that focus tonight, which makes it even more difficult for Chicago. But Kyle Lowry, and I don't know this to be true, but I think Kyle Lowry will be in the starting lineup tonight, 33 points for him in the game on Tuesday. He was the spark offensively, and Miami has a lack of playmakers in their starting lineup. Kyle Lowry, healthy now. He gets back in the mix. I think he's a difference maker for the Heat at home tonight. Corey, if you were playing a pickup game with all the players that are playing in this game tonight, and I made you one of the captains, and I said you have the first pick of any player. Mm -hmm. You could take DeRozan. You could take Levine. You could take Jimmy Butler. You could take Bam. Who are you taking with that first pick? Easy, Bam. And the reason why you're taking Bam is because not only does he affect the game offensively, but he affects the game defensively as well. He is the second-best point center in the NBA behind Nicole Jokic. Bam rebounds it. He pushes the basketball. He makes plays. He just has to be more aggressive in doing that. And, of course, he's the type of guy that you want to have on your team. So, And I would go with Bam. And, again, nothing, nothing against any of the other guys, but I think the other guys need someone else to make them better. I don't think Bam needs anyone else to make him better. Also, in a pickup game, I get more shots because Bam's a great offensive rebounder. So, therefore, <laughs> even if I don't make it, it's still a good offense. A little self-serving. I see what you're doing there, Corey. Uh, all right, Corey, we hey, appreciate the say, time. You made me a captain say I get to sit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're just following the rules. Uh, Corey, thank you so much. Right. We appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank you. See you later. That's Corey Alexander again. He will be there for Bulls Heat on ESPN Radio, 630 Eastern. We're leading right up until that game. We'll preview it from all angles. Really looking forward to it. The last two games of this playing series, can we call it, before the actual playoffs start tomorrow. So we're looking forward to those We're two still games. learning the lingo. I know. This, Did you we? see how awkward? I'm like, the playing, the playoffs. It's so I, uncomfortable. I, I have a take. For tonight, I think we should call these the eighth place games. Because okay, I think that they better clarify to the general fan exactly what it is. The, the winners tonight get the eight seeds. The losers go home. Yes. Right? That's right. all you need so to know. So tonight they were playing for eight seeds. I mean, I don't know. It, it is. The lingo's uncomfortable. It doesn't roll off your tongue quite yet, but maybe we'll get there in like year five. I'm not sure. Uh, anyways, we're going to turn our attention back to the NFL coming up next. A future Hall of Fame quarterback had some interesting comments about Lamar Jackson and exactly how you can defend him. We'll get into that coming up on Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. All right, back to the NFL. Just to dip our toes in a little before we dive back into the NBA, because what did we call it, Aaron? It is the eight seed game tonight, I guess. They're the eighth place. Like, you used to have a third place game in a basketball tournament when I was growing games. up. Games, plural. Yeah, so it's the eighth place games? Games. Maybe, yeah, okay. does someone have a better idea for how to explain? Seriously. Can we throw this out to the Triple H, say ESPN, if you have a better idea for what to call this? Because we're trying, and I think the NBA is trying to figure it out. The last set of play-in games, it's so uncomfortable. Anyways, this is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shay Coronet, Aaron Goldhammer here with you. Uh, 888-729-3776, as Aaron said, is our phone number here if, you, if you've got better ideas. 8 seed spots up for grabs tonight. Uh, we got two games to get it's to. We'll dive in the conclusion of the play-in tournament? There we go. Is the that... conclusion of the play Because the actual playoffs do start tomorrow. Um, but nonetheless, we're going to dip our toes in the NFL first before we go back to the NBA and make sense of what we're talking about here. Uh, ben Roethlisberger was on the Football and with Ben podcast. You know him. He's the former uh, Steelers quarterback. If you, you shouldn't be listening if you don't know that, though. Um, and he essentially was discussing Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the Baltimore Ravens. And he had this to say. I'm going to read exactly what he said. If you've got Beckham on the outside, you better put a safety back or it's one-on-one. You could just throw it to him, Roethlisberger said. It definitely creates some potential opportunities for that offense and for Lamar to run if he has to or to take those big shots down the field if he needs to if they bring the safeties down. Okay. But it's how Roethlisberger kind of set up his analysis that has Ravens fans annoyed, if you will. This is what they had to say about Lamar's skill set, or he had to say about Lamar's skill set, okay? Now, as a reminder, Big Ben, I believe, I don't have this right in front of me, but I believe, Aaron, he's only beaten Lamar once when Lamar was leading the Ravens. So keep that in mind. But nonetheless, this is what he said. Uh, This is Big Ben talking. You don't really fear Lamar's accuracy all the time. He's got a huge arm and he can make things happen when he scrambles but you don't fear him just sitting in the pocket and picking you apart you can bring safeties down because you do fear him running because he's a different level runner so you feel that so you bring the safeties down okay so he's essentially telling you how to beat how he thinks you can beat Lamar Jackson when again he only beat him one time but nonetheless how you can beat Lamar Jackson and what you can do to better Lamar Jackson if you've got Odell Beckham Jr. on your roster Um, do you take what Big Ben has to say with a grain of salt do you think he was kind of poking the Ravens bear a little bit with this or do you think he was just being open and honest I think he was being honest to a degree but 45 and 16 Shay that is Lamar Jackson's regular season record as a quarterback he's 45 and 16 what I don't understand is why everybody always has these little nitpick criticisms of him when it's clear just based on the eyes and every piece of raw data you could come up with. He's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And one of the things that's amazing to me about it, I mean, I I guess you can kvetch about his accuracy. Who is the great wide receiver that he's played with so far in his career? I mean, there really isn't one, right? There there are more stats about how bad and small his receiving core has been and how little they've been paid versus the like versus him and someone that he has been able to run away statistically with he never has any help their tight end was their his biggest uh, production guy last year and has been for the last couple of years like they don't have that same wide receiving core every other team is the luxury of working with 
Yeah, here's what I know. With two minutes to go in a tie game, there are only one or two guys I'd rather have as my quarterback than Lamar Jackson. He always seems to make plays at that point in the game. So, yeah, I mean, maybe what Roethlisberger is saying is is a little bit fair. Like, I don't know that he's the most accurate quarterback in the league, but I don't. At the top peak of performance, Lamar Jackson is a better player than Ben Roethlisberger is. Yes, I don't I know that he's going to win two Super Bowls. I don't, you know, but because Ben played with some great overall teams, but I, I think Lamar, Ben never won an MVP. Like, Lamar is has the potential to be the best player in all of football. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with you. I, I would argue there's maybe four quarterbacks better than Lamar, not one or two. But but nonetheless, he's a top five. Okay, so what do we? We're splitting hairs at this point. And I agree. I think everyone has these, and I just did it, but has these little nitpick things to say about him. But that's because he's constantly in the news because of the contract situation. I, I heard um, Tim Hasselbeck say this, so I I I can't even take credit for it, but I agreed wholeheartedly with him. So I'm going to repeat it. Lamar is a bad business person. He's a bad businessman. That he is. A great football player, a bad businessman. He's made bad decisions in terms of the way that he's represented him with this team, the, what he wants. He doesn't clearly depict clearly. He, he has problems with that, and he reaches out to the wrong person. Why he hasn't hired an agent yet to get rid of all the nitpickiness. To, hey, I've, I've hired an agent. We're on the straight and narrow. We're figuring this out. Like, all this distraction, weirdness, us trying to figure out why the Ravens aren't doing something would go away if he had someone who had his best interest in mind, and yes, taking some of his paycheck, but nonetheless helping him on the business side of things. Because I feel like now it's all kind of convoluted and it's all mixed together. Aaron, I don't know about you, but I feel like year after year, what I have said multiple times on these airwaves or television airwaves is that I feel like the Ravens always make good decisions. They're a very well-run organization. Do you still feel that way after the way this has all been handled the last year or two with Lamar Jackson? I think that they really have screwed this up more than Lamar has because they could have gotten this done before the Watson contract and then they wouldn't be in the position that they're in. I don't have an issue with Lamar looking at that Watson deal and saying, I want to try to reset the market and I want to change the game because he's that good of a player. So and I don't, he's earned that right yeah. to and say now, that. Now, would I hire Deshaun Watson's agent to represent me because he got Watson that deal, David Mulugeta? Like, yes, I probably would pick up the phone and make that call because I think it'd be worth it. But I'm not sure I do totally agree with, with what Tim said there. I think a lot of what, what Lamar is saying is fair. What the Ravens did with Odell is really odd to me. Uh, I heard, Shay, that there was no team in the league willing to offer him more than $8 million. They gave him $15 million. Uh, that was when they scratching. won't pay Lamar, they gave guaranteed money to Roquan Smith. They gave all this money to Odell. Guys, I have a secret. Odell's more famous than he is substance. Mm-hmm. He's more style well, you have than no, he is good. You don't even know what you're getting. You have no idea what he's going to look like on he's that football field. He's going to be hurt pads. by week you four. You have no idea. It, it's, this is a great story to lead first take with because Odell still moves the needle and kids love him. And I'm not even saying that he's a bad guy, okay? I'm just telling you, he has not been good since Barack Obama was president of the United States. That's two presidents ago. 
okay? He had a great season in 2016 when the Cavs beat the Warriors and the Chicago Cubs were winning the World Series. That's how long ago that was. Still holding on to it, Aaron. Careful. Careful. I'm still holding I get it, but he did make an immediate impact when he joined the Rams. Had he not gotten hurt in that Super Bowl game, he maybe would have been MVP. Like, I hear what you're saying. Was he the best player? No, Cooper Cup was the best receiver on that Rams team. He was their third receiver. Right, right exactly. but he made, yeah. an, he made an immediate impact, and I think that's what the Ravens okay, are hoping so if he's going to do. Signing, if someone was signing him to be their third receiver, I might say that's a role that he could handle. But then if you don't you pay him gonna $15 be a, million. Dollars. Yeah, if you think he's going to be a number one guy and you pay him – like one of the highest paid receivers in the league. I think that's insane, and I don't think that it's a strategic move unless uh, it helps bring Lamar back, in which case what you're buying with the $15 million is more than just Odell Beckham's services. You're also getting the relationship with Lamar Jackson going again. Right, and, to, and I think that's what it screams to all of us, right? Like this is more than just adding a receiver to his, you know, weaponry that he can use this season. I think it's more about the relationship and proving to him that you have his best interest in mind, and clearly he says he needs help, and that's what you're going out to do. I don't know, um, but what I know is I'm sick of talking about Lamar and the money and his le- like the same narrative over and over about this guy. Like, yes, Buckle we know. He's, I mean, he's it's this. Gonna, he's a great runner. Be and before this is resolved, is he is he yeah. injury prone? And you know what I'm seeing, and I know I keep bringing things back to Chicago. I'm seeing this a lot with Justin Fields too. The same thing about his legs, and are you eventually going to pay him because he can't throw? And it's like, gosh, I'm just over the narrative. And you're right, the Ravens mishandled it. I blame both. Of I blame both. I do think Lamar is a bad businessman, and I think some of this could have been avoided, but I also think the Ravens shot themselves in the foot. And yes, I don't blame anyone that sees someone else who you're better than and don't have the -the off-the-field issues either say, I want what he has. That's that's totally fair. I would just like to remind the owners of the other 31 teams, 45 and 16, and your quarterback is Desmond Ritter. Or your quarterback is Gardner Minshew. He's 45 and 16, and he's available. You might want to pick up the phone if you care about winning. Really quick, and then we we will move on. You know, the Colts are a big one that people think maybe in the draft this is the move they can make. The Colts go get Lamar Jackson. And I, as much as I would love that, Aaron, and I'm just curious of your opinion on this, I don't know that the Colts can do another swing and miss with a coach, with a quarterback, with the way they've handled their roster, their salary cap money. Like it has been trial and error for three years now. And as much as I want to be like, insert Lamar Jackson, and then it'll help your running game. And then everything's going to take off the way you want it to. Really? Like, I don't know that I even want that for Lamar. I can't see another failed experiment in Indianapolis. Well, they have some elements of their team that actually are good. Jonathan we Taylor say this every good, year. No, he was terrible last bad. year. Right. Jonathan well, Taylor was irrelevant for the majority of last year. I think they should hire you to be the coach. I mean, there, they, there we go. If, I that's what all if, problems. They're, if they're just bringing people off sports center exactly. to coach their team, why not Shay Cornette? Like, Hey, everyone, let's just try this out for a year and see if it works. Nope. Cool. Anyways, Candy and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit visit Progressive. Now you got me worked up. I can't talk. Visit Progressive.com. Okay. Uh, Will a historic stat for one team pay off in October? All is great in April. Let's talk in October. We'll talk about it next. It's Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
Oh, yeah, the Rays. They're, they're hitting home runs in your sleep. Night after night, they're off to a 13-0 start. And they're in Toronto tonight to play the Blue Jays. Can they make it 14-0? Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker, Shea Cornette, Aaron Goldhammer, filling in for the guys here. You can tune in for baseball action Saturday, tomorrow, as the Yankees host the Twins. Coverage begins at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Back to the Rays, though, because they are far more exciting than any other team in baseball right now. And on top of that, Aaron, they have the third lowest payroll in Major League Baseball. There are so many stats that go along with this Rays' success. Um, Their slugging percentage on the first pitch is double, basically, what the rest of the league is, and pretty much in every other pitch count as well. Obviously, their record, um, their run differential beats everyone out of the water. I mean, they are doing things at such a higher clip than the rest of the league. I think the Dodgers are right behind them in terms of like slugging percentage and all the other categories, but it's it's remarkable. And you know what? Their depth is probably the most impressive yeah. because yeah. it doesn't just extend to the guys that are on the field; it's the guys in the dugout and in their farm system as well. Well, certainly they've started out the year hot, but Shay, I, I you don't hand out the commissioner's trophy in uh, in April. No, you can play yourself out. In April, if you have a horrible if you have a horrible month, if you win five games, then you could pretty much be done. But I remember the year, you know, a couple of years ago, the Nationals were like under 500 in July and they went on to win the World, World Series. Series yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Tampa is going to make the playoffs, but I don't know that they should be making parade plans for the nine Tampa Bay Rays fans that are down there. Oh, I will say shots fired. I will say. They have 32 home runs. It's Dickie V, right, is one of the nine. Yep. Uh, 32 home runs, and they have allowed 30 runs. They've hit more home runs than they've allowed runs. So the statistics of this start and everything are just incredible. It's interesting to me, you know, the teams that have started like this, uh, the 87 Bra- uh, the 87 Brewers got off to a crazy start. I think the 84 Tigers did win the World Series. They started 35-5. and five. But a lot of these teams that have run off these crazy win streaks at the beginning of the season haven't gone on to win the World Series. If you win 13 in a row in the middle of the year, that's really impressive. But usually there is a winning streak of that length. It's just when they're doing it that makes this such a story. For sure. And I said this earlier. Look, there's a reason we have a phrase. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. I understand all that. Um, however, it, I'm happy for these Rays. Um, I, I joke like when I get these highlights on SportsCenter sometimes, there seems to be one person, one player. I always am like, well, how do you say this guy's name? Because I've never heard of him. And he rakes. He's raking because his entire, entire roster seems to be doing that. They should give all their scouts a raise because of what they've been able to do. And bravo for the way they've handled contracts. Um, I, I hope, because it is kind of a feel-good story in Major League Baseball, I hope they continue winning, Aaron. I really do. I, I'm rooting for it. Who is Isaac Paredes? He's their <laughs> third baseman. Wander Franco's good, and I yeah. keep calling him Brandon Lowe. It's Maybe Brandon it's about Lau. time. I, it's Brandon Lau, America. <laughs> Not Lowe, it's Lau. Because he is right now, and he is doing a lot for these Rays. All right, we'll get back to the NBA playoffs coming up next. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shea Cornett, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for the guys. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.